What's up to all our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Spoilers! Ah, no, God no you're, you're doing no the same one's thing. giving me notes. It's true. No one's uh, giving me my notes. My note is, I hate it. <laughs> oh, that's not a note. That's oh, a complaint. Not, like, oh, you have I to, see. like, criticism of, I like, would like hey, to see the manager. Can you make it pop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. So, uh, this is Spoiler Alert. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Brian Lieb. Hi, Brian. Hi, JJ. Thank you so I'm much for joining week. us. You're it's welcome. Saturday morning. It's nice and early. I've got my, my little... This is a dollop of coffee. Yeah. You've got a dollop and then a, a larger grouping mm-hmm. of dollops. Uh, also with me this week is Noel. Hey. Noel Bartocci. Hi. Hey, I would like uh, any emailer or caller to let me know what they would like to hear for the announcement. Because it's always going gonna to keep happening, y'all. I'm yeah. going to say, and my- you're listening to Spoiler Alert, and then at which point I will pause, and Noel will have to say something. Some- He'll have gr- to sing a thing. It's great that Brian never jumps in. Yeah. He well, has decided right he is not <laughs> <laughs> He's a part of the situation. But usually he's a part of the problem currently. <laughs> part of your problem. <laughs> so we do have letters. We've got letters? Oh, we've got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots, lots, and lots, lots of, of letters. letters. Oh, I love it. I'm so happy. Okay. <clears throat> small things. Uh small things. Something. I forget the All the small things. All the small with things. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's why I couldn't do it. <laughs> Event Leviathan and <laughs> Superman sixteen from uh, Christopher Goodnight. With regards to Soupy Man 16, woof that art, Chonky is right. It reminded me of the Imaginex DC figures you can buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, the little, they're like in, a, uh, intended for a younger, like preschool audience like, oh, with a big. 36 year old, no. Thank you. Yeah. Like, 36 yeah, year old. points of articulation. Yes. Uh, with Event Leviathan, I had to Google who Leviathan was since that last issue reveal was so vague, and the character hasn't appeared in the 16 years I've been reading comics that I can recall. Color me unimpressed. Well, Now, I did not read the last issue of Event Leviathan. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't revealed? Okay, It, it was that vague. It was so vague, <laughs> it, was it wasn't revealed. necessarily revealed, my friend. Um, it was heavily, uh, heavily implied? implied that uh, the Leviathan is, one, not completely human, and two... Related to Manhunter somehow. I see. So it, I looked after I read the comic. I actually looked it up too, and there's been like 42 different people in the DC universe that have called themselves Manhunters. Some of them have been human. Some of them have mm. not. Like so, it could be literally any of them. Mm-hmm. Are you so counting what, the Martian Manhunter as one of no, the? Like is he's, that? He doesn't no. count. Okay. Um, actually, I guess he. You said could not be fully Leviathan. human. Yeah. But uh, but they no related it, to him in I the think. comic they actually made it seem oh, like okay. it was more of an AI situation. Okay, hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what he was googling, but it was probably a rumor more than a confirmation gotcha. that gotcha. we know who Leviathan is. Hmm. Um, all right, thank oh. you so much, Christopher Saint Saucy. What? No, 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 that's great. Uh, and thanks for agreeing. Like, I don't want to talk crap too much about that art because I love. Um, was that Maliv? No, 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 no. He was talking about the art for Superman. Oh, action. 
Oh, was it uh, Simon no. Kudransky? No, 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 no. Oh. It was um, used to draw Ultimate Spider-Man with Bendis. Mark Bagley? No. No. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my oh. God. Why? I know you're talking I about. He made, missed he, him for like so everyone's long. Got, like, oh, the, the one right after Bagley? Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss him. I've missed him because he's been gone for so long. David LaFuente. David That's LaFuente. the guy. Yes. All right. Uh, the spoiler alert Detroit team is an email titled sent by the Home Dad Abroad. Yay. Hi, Home Dad. Dear Noel and Brian, or as I've heard you referred to in my head, the JLA Detroit of spoiler alert. Oh. So it's finally happened. None of my people are left. First, Matt skedaddled without a goodbye and never revealing the issue that drove him away. Then Optimus Douche burned out from the labor heaped upon a thing he loved. Followed shortly by Ambush Bug, typically typically botching an attempt to quietly fade away. And now JD's vacation. Right. Vacation? I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Good timing, fellas. With the advent of autumn, JD heads off for a much-needed break. One week turns to two, then a month, then the counting stops. Noel heroically steps in to run the shop in his absence, while Brian heads off to warmer climbs to work, devote himself to art. To his art, causing the gradual collapse of the podcast with none the wiser. No. <laughs> He's true. None are the wiser. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, no one is wiser. Um, until the spring thaw, when a stale but malodorous stench begins to permeate the shops surrounding 4327 Main Street. The maintenance people are called in, but the stench endures until a stain starts leaching up into the carpet of the hero complex. Huh? These are There's no carpets. J.D.'s desiccated corpse is dug up only too late, as the smell has permeated the back issues and other stock, leaving it all worthless. Noel is quickly found guilty of murder on circumstantial evidence thanks to the, dis thanks to the disgust of the maniac community that loved J.D. so very much. Ooh, and the nice. deep, thunderous belly laugh of Brian echoes... <laughs> Echoes hauntingly in Noel's dreams to his dying oh, sorry. day. <laughs> there it goes. Or maybe Noel and Brian just don't have enough ticks and personality foibles from which to extrapolate a plausible scenario. Perhaps my problem is that the two of you can only be described as a couple of pleasant guys who like comics. Oh. <laughs> With the. <laughs> With the old, <laughs> with the old crew, they each had defining oddities, from relentless stammering <laughs> to distractedly reviewing while steeped in first-person shooters, to convulsive apologizing. With you two, I can say that one of you would be decent at voiceover work, even when you disagree over comics or a less important piffle. It is amicable. Come on! Shout, curse, punch, or at least whine. Be unique and embody identifiable traits that repeat and worsen over the course of multiple episodes and conversations. Be caricatures of yourselves for the people! The audience, those of us who want to be entertained for free. <laughs> or maybe I'm just being nostalgic. Disturbed by the fresh smells of the neighborhood, the home dad abroad. P.S. Why would you serve up a trigger warning for a Joker book just because a dog gets shot by a maniac who has reached stellar popularity through the mass murder of countless human beings? What is so much more tragic about the slaughter of an animal versus a sentient and self-aware person experiencing their last dreadful moments helplessly in the presence of a deranged madman with a flair for the randomly vindictive who may decide to immediately go after their loved ones as a punchline? What is wrong with people? Plus, the show is called Spoiler Alert, so trigger warnings kind of go against the whole concept of spoilage. 
sent by one of my personalities. No, it wasn't. So you guys gave a spoiler? Excellent. Uh, all I did a trigger say, warning for a, a dog murder? Yeah, a dog gets oh, shot. Oh, was it the jo- uh, John Carpenter yeah. year of the villain? And it, it was, uh, I think it was like a, a half-assed content or trigger warning. It was just like, right. uh, just so you guys know, a dog gets shot. But um, that is a that is a commonly known sort of thing in fiction writing that yeah. if a dog gets killed, like people don't like it. It's not just yeah. any animal. I mean, at least, you know. at least twice now, our our book club, We mm. Three, has been poo pooed because there's animal cruelty in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even though it's a yeah, beautiful like, book. I was in a like a writing class, and the teacher was like, "If you want people to hate your work." <laughs> Kill, Kill a dog. Yeah. Like, uh, there's yeah. so much to unwrap in that email. <laughs> uh, first of all, um, the Detroit team, thank you. I don't yeah, know That's about... a straight-up compliment. Oh, the Detroit uh, Kevin team. McGuire, J.M. DeBateas, <laughs> Keith Giffen, thank you. There, Not that, no, that wasn't the Detroit team. No, that was international. International, right? but it, it was like it led to Detroit. No, Detroit it was, was like, like Vixen yeah, and Ju- Vibe, I was, I was the Gypsy, but Martian Manhunter, I'll take that. <laughs> it wasn't even, I don't think it was even, like, I could understand uh, Justice League International. Like, that's a compliment. Sure. I don't think Detroit is Oh, uh, I was going No, to they are the most maligned group of Justice Leaguers, yeah. but I would say, given the Justice League paradigm that we've started out with, most of that email was a dark, alternate future that we yeah. can still avoid. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, you know, perhaps <laughs> rise to maybe at least the James Robinson late, late pre-New 52 oh. sidekick. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that one either. No, it wasn't that great. What team can we be? So, right, so now I am. I'm looking up Justice League Detroit, and fuck you. Oh, phenomenal! <laughs> yeah, That's right. right? I take yeah. back my thanks. I mean, and vibe is cool now, but at the time. Yeah. How about Grant Morrison's JLA? Hey, well, no, that's they're like the best in the, of the best. Exactly, right. Which is what I agree that's we are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions that are made uh, that uh, I would immediately rename the store Knowles Johnny's Destructo Store. <laughs> Knowles Johnny's Destructo Store. Like Zero Ruth's Complex. Chris Steakhouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would have to kill him because it's all his equipment. So that's yeah. clearly what would and happen. And it's all, it's all. Um, I would not be convicted. Fingerprint mm. activated. Yeah, all of it. Ah, so you'd have to keep. Got to get my his prints. I just yeah, have, yeah, I have demolition man style, but yeah. slightly less painful. Illuminate. Um, <laughs> so uh, what else? Uh, yeah. So if you guys could be more um, version like antagonistic, caricatured yeah. versions, just be douchebags. Which we, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be douchebags. I don't think. So uh, wait, am I? I guess. <laughs> I guess in those three, I'm the one who apologizes too much. I guess. What was it? The other ones don't really fit. You That's know? true. You know what? Yeah. Uh, they would do their thing, and I would whisper into the microphone. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're apologizing to I'm the so, audience. Yeah, yeah. I was apologizing uh, to the yeah, audience. Yeah, like, I'm so which sorry that we're doing this to you. Which one's which? It was um, stammering. Yeah. Uh, I know the first person shooter is Rob. Yes, and then the stammerer was uh, Mark. Mark. Um, I, I had to edit it. And then you. <laughs> And then you, uh, I apologize. You apologize too yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you for uh, uh, letting us know that it was um, low impact, pleasant. Right. <laughs> exactly. And for leading us to decide that we are in fact the yeah. Grant Morrison era JLA, which you are directly responsible for. I mean, I I, I would love to be a C grade superhero team because we're still superheroes. Yeah, yeah. All right, Action Comics number ten sixteen, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Zyman Kudransky. Uh, Diamond has this to say. I'm sure they had something to say, but I didn't write it down. I kind of forgot to go get that stuff because we're in a hurry. Because today is free comic book day yes. at my shop, and also Halloween and Maniunk. So we got to get this get this ball rolling. Whoa, but, but, uh, no, what's this book about? Superman. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, he doing, was he doing any actions? So uh, the the last issue was um, Naomi 
flying yeah. to. Oh, that's so, right. Yes. So this is the conclusion of that. But at the end of that issue, um, Superman was uh, rudely interrupted by Red Mist. Are we Red Cloud? Red Cloud. Red Cloud. Um, so this is a very Bendisy issue of multiple talking heads yeah. kind of recapping what had transpired while you're also seeing the, the, the battle. battle. So it's he's done this a thousand times. For some reason, it is still relatively effective. Um, and then it just kind of uh, coalesces with what they're going to do with Naomi going forward. Takes her home and sets up a uh, Star Labs vicinity, or Star Labs unit in... Portland. I think Did- that was for another reason, though. Like, the Star Labs is also there to monitor the port. I mean, it's related to Naomi, but I mean- that was my impression, right? Like, they're they're monitoring the area, and they'll also keep an eye on her. That stuff was fun. Batman, you know, his his interactions, similar to the Batman universe, I think Bendis has a great hold yeah. on a cool Batman. It's a cutesy Batman. My yeah. favorite part is um, he does the thing that he does to every single Robin, and then, of course, you know... <laughs> the Robin that he's telling it to will do it. He's like, absolutely, under no circumstances yeah, are you yeah, going yeah. to get involved in this and blah, blah, blah. You're going to stay in the Batcave. So, of course, he tries this on Naomi. At this point, I think it's just like a little thing he does for his own shits and giggles. <laughs> he's just like, see if I can get this teenager to listen. Uh, of course, they don't. And then he, he makes a little smirk. He's yeah. like, nah, good. Ah. Well, maybe he wants like, you know, who needs a sidekick that won't be brazen enough yeah. to yeah. go defy your orders? Uh, I guess maybe that wouldn't really work as well yeah, in real it's life. Al- it's, also pr- it's also pretty... <laughs> Telling how much Superman gets his ass kind of handed to him by this red cloud. Yeah, and I think that I was trying to discern what the point of these two issues were besides to introduce Naomi from her Mm. miniseries into the main DC universe, which Mm -hmm. it does. But other than that, it's just, I think, to show that Red Cloud is really handing Superman his S, and um, she shows up and is able to take her out. So it's mm-hmm. really to show that well, she is as powerful almost as Superman. Although all I, the talking heads seem to... I thought it was an interesting take where it's like, Superman is having a really hard time, but he is also... Like, he's screaming in frustration. Not pain. Not pain. Yeah. You know, it's like, I got the sense that part of it was like, Superman himself is all right. Yeah. He's just really pissed that, that he, he can't, can't, can't like, deal with this yeah. with Literally no loss of life or right that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just trying yeah. to, like, it's a, the fish is too slippery, so, so it keeps... Right. To, to your point, though, J.D., I think that the, this issue in general is kind of... It keeps escalating this uh, underlying story that's been happening in action since the beginning, this secret mafia. Mm-hmm. So they had the previous version of this Red Cloud, uh, Robinson Good, I think it was. Yeah. Um, wow. On the market. You know, they, they had her on payroll just kind of as her, as uh, just getting information. Um, this escalation of her means that she took Lex's deal. Yeah. And the secret mafia is like... No, she's not one of us anymore. So like, and then now they're going out to war because, in the last three or four issues, they've been approached by the Leviathan, and they said thanks but no thanks, and they've been approached by Lex, and it's thanks but no thanks. Oh, okay. So I think this is actually kind of, I think he's setting up a turf war of some mm-hmm. sorts inside in Metropolis, which is mm-hmm. actually pretty cool, like a superpower turf war. Well, I think the very next issue is called Metropolis War. Metropolis, Metropolis at, at War. war. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Um, so, yeah, good call. And that's the turf in question. What do you guys think of this art? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, well, for nitpicky reasons. I read Naomi. Hmm. And, and it's hard to go from that to this. Well, I mean, for me, their hmm. character design is completely different from what was in Naomi. Like, her mother, they aged her up like 40 years mm-hmm. and gave her 50 pounds in her face. I thought that was strange. Um, yep. Naomi herself is a a normal sized woman, and she's like hippie and very slim here. Yeah. 
I, I just, I'm. Uh, yeah, I was not. It was very this. weird. If, if I don't know, I, I feel like that be the kind of things that you know, the writer would be like, hey, that's not really, that's not the character design. Can you mm-hmm. adjust here and there? But it's been a couple of people. Even yeah. even the uh, reporter for the Daily Planet looks nothing like they did in previous issues. See, I was when I say I like the art, I was not doing it as a comparison to like I didn't read Naomi right. and thinking mostly of like how Superman is and the city mm. scenes and whatever. Um, and I do like it, you know. But those like I'm also, totally into those complaints I, as well. I also don't li- I, like I, I kind of didn't like. Uh, I need you to up it, Brian. You're the, being too uh, <laughs> too pleasant. Too, yeah, that's a. We're just supposed to emphasize versions of our or oh, elements yeah, of our like personality, even right? Even more pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you, JT, yeah. for I, you know what? what you just said. I think I, <laughs> I, think I do. I, I think my biggest problem is not necessarily like the action from panel to panel. It's just it's the character work and also the the, yeah. the costume design. Like even the way that he draws Batman's costume is like a leotard, and yeah. it's not really been handled like that since this 1965. Is, I, I know, I know. This is such a such a nitpick, but. Superman is wearing a couch blanket. Like his cape, cape is gigantic. It's like big and Look like just thick. I hate it. Everything Look in it, everything in it looks thick. You know what I yeah. mean? Even like skin and clothes and whatever. Yeah. It's fourteen yeah. yards long. Yeah. behind yeah. him. Well, to be like hold Spawn's on. Cape. I'm just gonna say Todd McFarlane is very <laughs> yeah. well known for capes that go on forever I mean, and make no sense in the physical world. Symbiote capes, but it's I mean, but, it, <laughs> yeah. but it looks good. Yeah. Um, oh, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that the intro page, the Daily Planet stuff, is this in continuity? Yes you know what no. I mean? Is or is it like just, just having fun with? Well, yeah. Right, exactly. Actually, I've heard some interviews. It's a little bit of both. So okay. when they do the Twitter page, but then also, uh, I think it's in Superman where it's like a a journalist's desk mm-hmm. with post-it notes and stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Those some of them are like digs by other writers or writers some of them are teasing like things that are coming some of them are advertisements for other books like it's everything okay it's inside jokes advertisement and teases okay that's cool i tell you what i i stopped reading them yeah i give it like a glance yeah yeah, i give it a glance i give it a once over and i go all right i move on some Um, of this is amazing though like work fit for a king or a queen checkmate join today Hmm. (laughs) like some of it is great and if they're bringing back checkmate yes please <gasps> wouldn't it be great if greg rocker brought back checkmate oh i'd read that anyway <laughs> so uh i mean this issue was fine i just found it a little like once it was all said and done i was like well what was the real point of this i didn't hmm. really gain anything hmm. new other than like she gets to naomi gets to have a couple of interactions with superman and batman mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. test her metal against somebody that was giving superman a hard time and then back home so um it was fine it just didn't bring me anything new i think it can be like a the point can be like a small little so i i always find it fun when superheroes interact mm-hmm. like the way that they were with the her mom yeah. you know just as like people and that kind of thing mm. um i don't know i think that's sufficient uh, for a point well i think this suffers from and suffer lightly because it was still an enjoyable read yeah i know i wasn't mad this, that i read it this mm. suffers from a lot of those middle issues that uh like the universe is juggling three events right now right so it has to be high impact without being well it has to be high impact enough in the story without being high impact on what's going on around it. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised that there wasn't a stupid sigil in the sky like every other DC book this week. Yeah. A sigil in the sky? Yeah, there was a green uh, Luther's presumably. Oh, know, the yeah, the yeah. the doom yeah, the doom sigil yeah. which was yeah. in every book whether it made sense or not. Yeah. 
Um, so this is kind of like a, I think this is the, the compromise you make, like the, it has to be like something, it has to feel like something's happening, but we can't really move the needle too much because, oh, it did. Yeah. We can't really move the needle too much because, yeah. you know, between Leviathan and Doom right. and right, blah right. and blah, we can't. Yeah. 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 Um, well, the last page of this was underground. They were inside, so I guess so you probably just couldn't happen. see the there was, a, there was a green <laughs> hue, and the camera just didn't <laughs> <Right>. turn. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Superman number three, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by David Marquez. I'd like to start this off by saying, this art by David Marquez, exclamation point, was great. Yeah. I love him. He's so good. This was this was nice to open up um, after going through the last action issue. Um, but this was a lot of fun. I'm still having fun with this, even though we are still dealing with the Joker, the Batman who laughs, mm -hmm. who I only sort of tolerate. Yeah, he just feels so foisted <laughs> upon the yeah. readers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they keep foisting. Yeah, he's a foisted. He's a foisted. Uh, I character. would like him to get foisted by his own petard. Ooh. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but this was a lot of fun, and we basically, we've got a infected James Gordon, who I didn't realize, like, once you were infected, I thought it was obvious you were infected, but... Yeah, I thought so, too. He was, like, hiding the fact that he was infected? Yeah. Can you just be like, now nah, my eyes are fine? Whereas like, Superman that... is actively trying to hide yeah. the fact. Well, maybe, like, Well, no, Gordon... he wasn't. Superman was trying to... That's a good point. He was he trying was to control it on the specifically inside. specifically to fool the Batman who laughs, who, it's of true. course, oh, right. you never fooled me. I knew the whole time. Right. Because um, he's Batman. He's, he's the Batman. But he's also going up against a Batman. Yeah. So, anyway. So, which Batman are we to believe will always see things coming? I think both it's the one them. that we've been reading. Yeah. For, yes, yeah, for yeah, both yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like that they brought the... Uh, the James Gordon Batman mecha suit yes. out of retirement just to destroy Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see that disappear. But it was, I mean, I also had a little bit of like, oh, that's cute that they remembered yeah, to yeah. use. That's still there. Um, and then basically we get back to the Fortress of Solitude, and it turns out that Blue Beetle was infected, and he was um, hiding? I but did like, not understand Jamie's how that. The, Jaime Reyes. Jaime Reyes is. The suit. So it's just the suit, no Jaime. But he refers no, to himself as, you thought Jaime. I was all Jaime, and now I'm not. Why, just that why, or something. What's, so all of those Beatles, which yeah. he formed himself out of were hiding in the mech suit yes yeah but how where's he, jaime right like he's part just of, a, like it's a, he's fully symbiotic with the thing wait, since with when it. is this the so case, he doesn't though? wait what right. no he's a human yeah who has with that, a body yeah like a physical body yeah, 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 yeah and then the scarab just like goes into him right it's like are attached to, to his back right are we to but, assume yeah. that Jaime no longer has a physical body and that he is all I mean, nano beetles maybe, right. maybe the I, well one are we to sure assume this? To maybe, I mean, I'll do it. I'll you'll, assume it. You'll assume maybe it they, if we are to. You know, constitute and deconstitute his body during transformation. I really don't know. And honestly, yeah. part of me doesn't care. Or like, it, there is a little fast and looseness with this book, which is yeah. which is okay. I, well, I mean, I was having trouble for the first couple of pages. Um, for, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said, but I was having trouble with the first couple of pages. Um, so the the. You know, the cliffhanger of the last one was that Superman is going undercover or that he allowed himself to be infected mm -hmm. by um, the Joker virus or the whatever. Mm -hmm. Five or six pages into this. The virus that laughs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the giggle virus. Yeah. Um, five or six pages into this, I kind of pulled myself out of it. I was just like, there's no fucking way Bruce Wayne would allow the most powerful asset on the planet 
to oh, yeah. so, like to be infected with this thing that he hardly was able to. No matter how close they were, but no matter how he figures it'll be okay. How it much depends of a on the Batman yeah. that we're dealing with, and I think every writer has a different Batman. Yeah. Some bat some bat writers yeah. are of the Grant Morrison. I show up, I knew everything twelve steps ahead of time, and I mm-hmm. show up and um and just I I fix everything. Mm-hmm. And then there are the writers who are like. There is a soul in there who is mm. best friends with Superman for mm. some reason, and um, will will make these leaps of faith because it's Superman. Um, so it, I I have to switch my brain back and forth between are we getting the that version of Superman or the mm. other version of I mean, Batman? Or I, the I don't other even think that both versions. Because I understand what you what you mean, like the idea of like the the uh, consummate tactician versus. Um, the sentimentality he has for Superman. Yeah, I still think this breaches both. See, oh. I, th- I think the yeah. consummate tactician would also agree. Superman always pulls through. Mm-hmm. I can count on him to do this. Yeah. And the the differing opinion on Batman is: is he the kind of Batman that we get that believes in in Superman and the Justice yeah. League and all that stuff? But that is not exclusive of the tactician. Like mm-hmm. he's he knows he can it's count just, on it. I, I'm not know? saying it wouldn't happen. It's just it yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was it felt like a stretch. Oh, okay. And maybe a uh, big risk. Uh, well, it was certainly that. <laughs> right. well, that's that's it was what certainly. I, the stretch yeah. is the fact that it was yeah, such yeah. a big risk to find out potentially so little. Right. Because yeah. like Shazam is also a pretty good. Well, guy. I think. Well, that's yeah. I to find out so little. I think is the outcome, but not the intention. Well, of course. So we're trying right. to figure right, out right, everything. Right. His plan failed. Right. I, and I that's why I had to jump in at the last second and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It also seems odd, and there, maybe no is, is no escaping this, where the Batman who laughs is like, I knew it was a hologram the whole time. You can smell it. Yeah. Why can't regular Batman smell? Like, why yeah. can't regular Batman be like, other Batman will know it's a yeah. hologram the whole time? Because it yeah. smells. Right. I'm, yeah. That's the problem with having the two world's greatest blanks go against right. each other. That means the writer has to be greater than those two graders. Right. Greatest, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is nigh impossible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I I switch up villains or something like this is. I'm, it's t- a bo- I'm tired if, of that guy. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. not even that guy. It's a boring. Yeah. It's a boring conflict if it's constantly. Well, I thought it first. No, <laughs> I thought it first. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but I thought it first before you thought it first. Like that's just so boring. Yes, I so agree. So I think this book needs to. Amp Stop. it up or do something different or hmm. get to the story you're trying to obviously trying to lead up to because all this is is just lead up. I like hmm. everything else about this book except for yeah. the Batman who laughs. Yeah, like, yeah. like if there's so many great little tidbits in here and little scenes and um, of course, like I said, the art is great, but just get we need the next villain. Can we get this guy out of the way? It's been over a year. Well, like yeah. let's get to his plan. Just fucking just just well, get his, to his plan. His plan isn't to infect people, right? Only he, like he wants six to of them destroy, and destroy the universe. The so, multiverse. So yeah. in the next yeah. issue, let's just straight up collect all these six baddies and nope. then let's have a fight. Also, calling but, them the Secret Six is clever. Uh, at the oh, very right. end, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like the Secret Six revealed. I think it's yeah. a cool continuity nod. Um, I like the last Secret Six. The uh, Gail Simone. Gail Simone. Oh, they Secret were Six was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, there seems to be a hint of uh, uh, multiversal stuff. In, yeah, he wants in this to destroy book, right? the dark multiverse. Like, but also everywhere. that things are changing and twisting, and a, a reckoning is coming. They say, um, which I just thought was uh, was interesting. It didn't seem to be what this book was all about, but maybe it's just because. Well, I mean, by virtue of of the presence of the Batman who laughs, it's all about the dark multiverse. 
Just oh, like well, how, that's... just like how the 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 Batman Who Laughs miniseries was like, oh, it was going to be this, you know, he escaped from the melee of mm-hmm. metal, and now it's gonna... but no, it turned into literally a multiversal chase down of all these different Bruce Wayne. Well, I and... say not just that it's about the multiverse, but that they seem to be presaging a, another continuity. Like we're going to do a zero hour. There's going to be another. soft reset there's kind of thing, what, which no, is. No. I mean, there's other stuff that it looks like. I mean, DC Doomsday I'm... Clock is hinting at that as well. Oh, I don't yeah, think that's so going to happen with that. I mean, oh really? They're straight up hinting at. You know, or flash forward is kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I just see. That, well, there's a lot of Tempest Fugit, and yeah, right. that's true. They're I, hinting something. I think the they might year. be doing like a, hey, we're not going to totally go back on it, but we want to kind of go back on some of it. Sort stop of. Stop doing it. Just move forward. Stop going back on things. Just change it moving forward without having to do it. Now, nah, anyway, do, whatever. Anyway, how yeah. do you serve Mother everyone? Hubbard. If you can't, how do you serve everyone poorly? Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, well, it's time. What time What's is it that? Time for <clears throat> the thunder, thunder round. round. <laughs> 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 I want to do that again. Thunder, thunder round. round. Bunch of dorks. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the thunder round is when we. Uh, Sometimes all of us, sometimes one of us, sometimes none of us. We do a thunder round where you get 60 do. seconds. When um, it's none of us, we just turn the timer on. Yeah. <laughs> and we just and wait go, it out. And go, shh. Right. It's like we a heat did, lightning. It's, no it's, thunder. It's, it's, 60 second reviews uh, of a book. So uh, JD and Noel are going to start us off. That's me. I'm one of those. Wait, which one are we doing? Which one are we doing? We're going to do Amazing Mary Jane number one. Written by Leah Williams with art by Carlos Gomez. We are each going to get 30 seconds to share with the listeners our opinions. Do you want to start? Nope. Okay. Go. Um, so you know how when you like have those uh, mini stories before or like, or like a anthology stories and it's like a three page, nothing really special kind of um, side story of a character and you're like cool that was like whatever. an amazing spider-man 25 less than that i'm oh. talking about like four pages mm-hmm. at the end of another book that doesn't relate sure. um this was 22 pages of that mm. it was so boring mm. so nothing it was enough i agree oh. uh i agree with everything you're saying i was really looking forward to it because i was like wow they're gonna give mary jane her own series what what great cacophony of ideas are they employing that finally, after all of these years, that they are going to give Mary Jane her own book? Uh, she's making a movie. And it's <laughs> it's being directed by uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. And I do not care. Uh, I, as a big Spider-Man, longtime Spider-Man fan, I was excited to see what this was. And by the end, I was excited to see that it was over. End of round. Were you it, really? You thought that, like, what? <laughs> that, that surprised me. That you'd be like, what could... <laughs> they must I mean, have something great for Mary do, Jane. Yeah, they could yeah. do anything with her, and all they did was the same thing. And if, to be more empowering, they made it her choice to do the same thing. Huh. Yeah, I thought after empty. all of these decades of right. not having a Mary Jane book, like they were building up ideas since they, the sixties. But someone came up with, "Oh, you you finally right. nailed it! You, I got you, you. Yeah, editorial yeah. pointed at this writer, Leah Williams, and went, "Oh, no. you finally you broke the code. Here it is. You broke the Mary Jane code. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna finally. And no, huh. no. See, I've I've never like." Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, the Lois Lane books, all of those books I'm always kind of like, eh. 
you know, yeah. Jimmy Olsen kind of gets in there because he has a lot of crazy stuff happening to him. And but even him is like, and, eh. you know what? Though both of those books currently are fantastic. Yeah, because they're telling their own story. Oh, see, I not, thought the same thing as so well. I haven't been reading Lois Lane, uh, but uh, I, I've heard you guys say it's, it's awesome. Great. Olsen, though, I'm like, so it's real fun. hit or miss for me. It's yeah. so fun. It's, it's been yeah, Peaks or Valleys for me as well. I know, yeah. but it's it's so frenetic. It's Peaks or Valleys within a page. But I'm also glad it exists. I'm not even glad that Mary Jane exists as a book. I mean, would yeah, I mean she, it's not like I'm like, oh, she, there's a reader out there for this. Right, to, right. to further her career, would she make propaganda for a supervillain? No. The, Does, the she, know? Is, Does yes! she know? Does she know? The whole issue huh. is them talking, like her finding out and them talking about it and huh. Mysterio convincing her that this is for the better good and for, it's better, for better for all of us. Yeah. Huh. Uh, there's one more Thunder Round. Thunder Round. And this is going to be Noel doing Amazing Spider-Man Full Circle, written by Jonathan Hickman, Nick Spencer, and other people, uh, with art by Chris Bacalo, Bacalo, Bacalism, Greg Smallwood, <laughs> and more. You've got 60 seconds on the clock. Go. All right, so I'm going to go with the rest of the team uh, for my first couple of seconds. Jerry Dugan, Nick Spencer, Kelly Thompson, Al Ewing, Chip Zdarsky, Jason Aaron, Chris Bacalo Smallwood, Michael Allred, Valerie Sheedy, Chris Sprouse, Rachel Stott, Cameron Stewart, Mark Bagley. Inkers are Tim Townsend, Elvey, Greg Smallwood, Mike Allred, who inks his own stuff, um, and others. Uh, col- it's actually, Chris Bacalo, Greg Smallwood, <laughs> Laura Allred uh, did all the coloring as well. Um... So, this is uh, an experiment. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems like um, at a creative summit, a lot of the uh, current Marvel writers were drunk, and they were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I took 10 pages, you took 10 pages, and we did like an 80-page giant mm. um, where wherever I leave Spider-Man's story, you got to pick up, and then we jam together at the end, which is a fun idea, cool read. It's not very good because it's so disjointed. On purpose, so it's hard to say what matters. End of round. Yeah. I was very excited for this book. I thought, because once I heard the idea, I was like, yeah, and yeah. I saw all of the creators involved. I was like, yeah. what A-list team? Yeah. This is going to be great. I gave up about halfway through. Yeah. It just slowly lost steam the more ridiculous it got. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, um, yeah. It's, Meh. it's, uh, okay, here. It's not a sit down one read. It's a revisit it read. Like gotcha. you can't do this in I'm one not sitting. Do that. Like, no, I'm just saying in general. Like it's not like a normal issue of a comic. It's essentially a trade. Yeah. If they um, did this with some... another thing, would you guys pick it up? Like, not. you give it a shot. No, no. it's right. it's got it's got really great peaks in here, but yeah, the yeah. valleys are so like kind of boring. Mm. That, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I read it, but I I'd be hard pressed to recommend it yeah uh let's move on to king thor number one written by jason aaron and art by asad ribic uh and i had a lot of fun with this book i think this is great this is continuing jason aaron's momentous run on thor wrapping it up finally and uh basically gore who we got from the original story the god butcher and the god bomb volumes one and two at at uh, your local comic shop um uh, brings back Gore and the Necro Blade, the All Weapon or All Sword. Yeah, uh, Jane Foster's got the All oh, Weapon. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's the Necro Sword. Or there's a, the Annihila Blade. He refers the, yeah, to it as. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, got yeah. a lot of names. Yeah, they're all very metal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I, the Necro Necro Blade, the Necro Sword, and then yeah. the Annihila Blade is like the truest version of the Necro Sword. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing. Which is like almost a planet sized, a planet blade, double sided yeah. blade, huh. like a Darth Maul blade. Huh. Yeah. Um, I thought this was great. Brian, 
Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it more than the first issue. Um, it is still not something that I was that all about. I don't know. I really like end of time, like long, long time stories. Um, I have I read the very beginning of the 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 run on this with mm -hmm. the, and the God Butcher. I'm like, eh, ah! I'm just not. I'm not feeling him mm -hmm. as a villain for whatever reason. Um, he's maybe it, and this whole story is maybe too all about horrible death, <laughs> and and not in a way that I find fun or I don't know, just something about it. Well, no one really died in this issue, did they? No, it's just the tenor of the tale, oh. you know. Um, and like I said, like I really like the framing sequences to History of the Marvel Universe, where mm -hmm. it's. Franklin Richards and Galactus at, at the, the end, end of, of all time. things yeah. when all is being snuffed and yeah. blown away, you know. Um, but something about this, just the feel of the story is a little grimy, mm. gritty it is. for my yes. tastes. Yeah, yeah. And like I said before, like I kind of like where they're going with Loki in other areas mm -hmm. where he's being more of uh, his, his brotherhood with Thor is winning, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, Definite <laughs> foundations in mythology with yeah. for that. So yeah, I don't I know. Think, I think my problem with the story of this is the yeah. inconsistency of the relationship between Thor and Loki. Mm -hmm. In that the last issue, Thor tried to murder him with his own intestines, right? right? Like wrap, yeah. wrapped his intestines around Thor uh, Loki's throat and threw him into the sun or something. Yeah. And uh, now he's like, no, you and I are going to come together and we're going to beat Gore. Yeah. And Loki's literally like, nah, dog. Right. I, I did not bring Gore back. To kill you, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> yeah. and then Gore is only here to kill me because I can't kill myself. Mm. Oh. My plan is still to straight up murk you, mm. and then Gore is going to get me done. And Thor's like, nah, brother, we're going to get together. We're going to beat. <laughs> what are you not hearing? Right. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if it's but, that altruistic of him. Yeah. It's more like we can only beat him together. Yeah. So suck yeah. it up and yeah, but, quit it the yeah. fuck out. But yeah. what, what makes about him think Thor? That that will happen? Yeah, why does Thor <laughs> well, no, think it's that Loki wants to beat him? the last several millennia of their <laughs> interactions. I didn't, I, didn't read it as a, I didn't read it as a find it in your heart at the beginning. It, mm. it did become mm. that towards the end of their, like this whole thing. We yeah. have to do it together. It was more along the lines of he's going to kill you too, you dumb shit. Yeah, but like, that's why I brought him here. He didn't know that at the time. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, that's true. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. There's right. also yeah. logical inconsistencies, which are another part of my problem. I mean, I guess it's possible that Gore just doesn't know about Thor's granddaughters. Right. But they are gods too, <laughs> you know. So oh, Gore's whole deal. He doesn't know about them. Like he's yeah. been in. He's literally been in the dark for well, a million years. So that's fair that he yeah. doesn't know about them, but. Perhaps he should assume that there are other things he doesn't know about yeah. since he's been in the dark well, for eons of time. Wait, he didn't. You know, I didn't get the impression that he thought if he just takes out Thor, then he's done. Like I think he, he literally says, says he's going to murder everything else and make him watch. Yeah, I thought like, he said like, I just, "Once I get rid of you, that's that," and also Loki I, after. No. I thought he said that. Uh, I could be wrong, but that was my impression. Hmm. Um, as as for like their dynamics, I think it's. On par, mm -hmm. the uh, Thor and Loki like they've been alive for how many millions of years at this point? Yeah, mm. they they're gonna go back and forth. Also, Loki has been, if you were read like the context of the other thing is that he was stuck on ego, where he acquired the Necroblade for mm. thousands and thousands of years alone. Oh, yeah. so he just like this 
this like current iteration of Loki hmm. is he's a little he's been in, he's, he's been a little bad. He's been in isolation forever. So long, yeah. He's yeah. been in. Uh, yeah. What's what's that called? Uh, isolation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I was thinking about when you're in prison and they send you to the solitary. Solitary. He's been yeah. in solitary, which is yeah. not good for yeah. people. That'll drive right. you bad. Yeah, yeah. Also, so. is this the one where he uses hell H E L? Yeah. As we. I don't they care do. for that either, because that is the name. That is not the name of their underworld. That's the name of the goddess this happen- Hell. This no, happened Hella. when we. This oh, happened when we uh, talked about right. Hell is Hell. Hella, is there? What? Well, oh, shit! I'm thinking of the MCU now. Right. Is Hell really? Hella, they really their sister? I don't think so. Uh, no, definitely no. not. Yeah, yeah. He's not- lo- she's Loki's daughter. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no Hell. What? Because Thor has always said like, "What the hell?" But it's been H E L. Has does he? Yeah. Okay. I. This happened in the first issue. You are very knowledgeable about Norse mythology. Yeah. And it does influence your enjoyment of Thor books hard. And no, but like, here's the thing in other we were Thor talking, books. We were I'm talking all about, about we were talking about <laughs> his granddaughter's names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how that doesn't make sense. It just strikes me as odd because it's not the kind of thing that they usually like rename people. It just yeah. I feel like for Home Dad Abroad you should throw some like anger. Cause get get mad at him. Look, fucker. Yeah, there we go. Here um, we go. Here's the show. I right, think you need to now. not bring all your stupid ass baggage about <laughs> North mythology and naming conventions from millions of years ago into your reading enjoyment of Marvel comics today. Well, Booyah. it usually does. Son, like usually, like. <laughs> No, come back. Clapping back. back. Come back. (laughs) No, Uh, no, I'm I'm Usually it doesn't at all. Usually it's like, oh, MCU Thor is different. Maybe it's kind of the art style makes it seem more. (laughs) I'm just going to apologize on the behalf of both of these guys. Well, no, I. Thank you. More along the lines of maybe after two issues, maybe this, you're just, as a reader, predisposed to not enjoy this type of story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what it is. Like hardcore. It's like yeah. I'm not into this yeah. <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's but how with, opinions work. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, yeah. at first it might have just been like, we'll see how it goes, but now yeah. too, and it's like, it's not me. Yeah. Well, like not I said, thing. I liked it more than the first one, but yeah. no, I probably wouldn't keep picking it up. Um, but yeah, like other like MCU Thor being different from mythology Thor, totally. it's totally fine. Like. Yeah. It, for some reason in this story, though, it just bugs me in this okay. particular story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, that was my follow-up question. Like, does yeah. it bug you everywhere else with this no, character? No, not at all. Just for some <laughs> reason, it's striking you here. Yeah. Also, the panel where Thor opens up his mouth and shoots a bolt of was lightning weird. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Just siphon off a little bit of the any, all power. Yeah. And energy-based characters, why do they have to shoot from their hands or eyes? You know, well, yeah. why not? Why not? Rock it out the mouth. Or whatever have you. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. I'll never get tired of space sharks. Yes, those are cool. <laughs> the, the granddaughters yeah. are riding yeah, yeah. space yeah. sharks. Thank you, Jason Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a lot of fun and um, it, it, a little inconsistent, it feels, but I, I do think it's a lot of fun. Hmm. All right, my friends, because it uh, is a Halloween and Maniac, yeah. uh, we have to wrap it up. But I did not want to let the show go without at least talking about Marauders Number 1, written by Jerry Duggan with art by Matteo Lolly. I never cared about Jerry Duggan. Mm. He hasn't written anything because he, he's mostly he's done a lot of Deadpool. And Deadpool mm. as a character does not really speak to me. So I, I'll pick up an issue here and there if it looks interesting. But he is not a character I follow. Um, I have no emotional connection to him. Therefore, Jerry Duggan is kind of new to me. And this... Was wonderful. I like this better than X Men number one, even though mm-hmm. when I saw the solicits, I kind of went, <laughs> All right. First of all, I thought it was going to be one X book. I kind of thought we were streamlining the X books and we were only going to have one. <laughs> and then I see that there are like six more X books coming. <laughs> and then one of them is about 
pirates, like the X-Men as pirates, and they're on... (laughs) Marauders is a different thing, right? They were, like, Yeah, they were the underground. They weren't villains, but they were, like, Callisto and... Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. And, um... Uh, who, uh, they're a group of people I don't care about. Sure. And then uh, I see that this cover has them on a ship and they're doing piratey stuff. And I was like, I don't care about this. All that is to say, mm. this was great. I really liked it. Noel, did you like it? Um, I did. I also was very apprehensive about just this book in general. I do. I have a hit or miss with Jerry Dugan. Like I, I really liked his um, Guardians run, but then I really disliked where it all led with the Infinity War stuff. I really like Dead Rabbit. Sorry. Dead Eyes. Is that him? Oh, he wrote that? Yeah, oh. so he's, he does cool. a lot of stuff, yeah. but you're right. When it comes to like his Marvel work, it's mainly been known for um, Deadpool. If you're not a Deadpool fan, who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the idea of a pirates and stuff, I was like, oh, all right. But this book was so charming. Right, yeah. It was really um, funny. So basically we start off with um, a little bit of backstory where all of the Krakoan portals have opened up and they have called all the mutants home and everyone's just happily plunging through the portal into Krakoa, um, which is the island base where, well, the nation, yeah, yeah. right? It's, a, it's, it's a, a own country it's now. now. And um, uh, all of the mutants are welcome home, the good and the bad, uh, for a fresh start. And Kitty Pride, who now wants to be called Kate, Kate Pride, because she's a woman. I don't know. She's decided to be a, I've always liked Kitty. What's yeah, Kitty My is, mom's name is Kitty. She's like 70-something. Like, yeah, Kitty doesn't have to be. Yeah. I don't associate that with the But she likes Kate now, so she's huh. Kate. And uh, she goes to walk through, and pap, the portal will not let her through, and she breaks her oh. nose. Oh. And so the entire issue, even on the cover, I like, she's got a busted eye and uh, a broken nose <laughs> from mm. trying to get home. Mm. That was that's actually that was one of my the uh, biggest question or uh, interest of this whole thing is why is Krakoa not allowing her to enter? Yep, uh-huh. because Krakoa controls all of the portals and right. knows to let mutants in and, and yeah. out and it's a so there yeah. would be there would be yeah. two reasons right that a she is like destiny you know that for whatever reason doesn't fit into the plans mm-hmm. or b she's not a mutant not destiny the mutant yeah destiny the mutant Oh, mi- destiny the mutant. because you remember moira well, said like yeah. she's not allowed here so krakoa theoretically could exclude mutants yeah for like you know well, plan I, reasons I, but but krakoa can't be controlled krakoa is its own thing so I assume it's Krakoa's choice. Right, that's what he's saying. Yeah, Krakoa yeah, yeah. has but, a plan. But Krakoa doesn't, it's, is not like forethought, or is not predictive. What do you mean? Sure it is. It's Krakoa's, a sentient island. But they're not predictive. It's not, they're not, no, no, they I'm don't tell that, the future to oh, know that no, it's no, destiny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To, no. not, yeah. that for, not that specific reason, but oh. like destiny is one mutant who Krakoa wouldn't let on the island. And maybe there's a reason. That she was Krak- dead. Uh, I, is dead. she dead in this timeline? Yeah, no, because Moira was like, "Oh, Moira but we said can't. we can't revive her. She's not around sure. at all." Well, but regardless, like Destiny is a mutant, but wouldn't be allowed if she was alive onto Krakoa. That's what I'm saying is that but there could be a reason. I will fight back on that because that it. would be Moira yes. saying <laughs> that would be Moira dictating to Krakoa that don't let this person in or out. Yeah, and Krakoa doesn't work like that. Like only speaks through Bobby. Cipher, Doug, oh, uh, Cipher, Doug. Yeah, 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 and and vice versa. Not like I, the the trifecta, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, Xavier, Magneto, yeah, yeah. and and Moira can't command Krakoa to do shit. But they could be like, hey, Krakoa, could you not let Destiny on? And Krakoa I through think, Doug would be like, I think yeah, it's no Krakoa problem. that. Yeah. And personally, I don't I know. It, but, I, yeah. I, yeah, no, I don't think that they control Krakoa. Or do you think that she is not a mutant? 
through it. Because aren't Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are currently? Is that why they're it's not here? Evolutionary. Are yeah, they not, not mutants right now? Mutants. Okay, that's a shame. I wonder if Jonathan Hickman thinks that's a shame too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could um, just change it whenever he so wants. Yeah, that was my right. first thought. Is Kate not a mutant? Right. Right. Um, but I guess we'll find out. I'm yeah. curious. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's the big question. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's right, the big right. question of the book. Yeah. Um, and so basically, because she can't get the Krakoa, she decides she's going to sail there. Hmm. Um, and now that is sort of her gig. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, she sails there <laughs> with provisions for Wolverine. Lots and lots of whiskey and Which meat. is a great scene. Yeah. Him hauling all of the yeah. beer. Thanks, thanks, Kitty. You're the best. Wait, yeah. Wolverine is there? Oh, yeah. Despite yeah. being with... The X Men and X Men number one. Oh, I mean, they could just go back and forth. He's got a portal. It. Yeah. So he's free to come and go. He's just yeah. joining her. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. His, that's Are they? They're sailing on oh, the also, oceans no, no, of no, the no, planet no. Earth. He is not. He is not a part of the main cast of this book. Oh, okay. She, while because she's coming to uh, oh, yeah, the, island, the island, she is bringing him all of the booze. Oh, I got you. It's a with him in mind. Yes. I see what yes. you mean. Okay. I wonder if Krakoa doesn't want booze on the island, so just like. She has smuggling to take it, it in, <laughs> yeah. but but the that whole idea of her um, traversing the seas to get to Krakoa um, also just kind of leads into them. Uh, they accidentally free up a portal that's being protected by a nation that does not recognize the sovereignty of mutants. Uh, mm-hmm. So they are protecting or or keeping mutants away from the portals that are on their countries. Mm-hmm. So now it's the idea of this group of mutants is going to travel the world hmm. and free. Or s- either free the portals for mutants to escape mm-hmm. to Krakoa, or smuggle mutants out of these nations oh. that don't recognize. Krakoa. Yeah, that, that, that their rights as it's a yeah. cool idea, which is yes. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Smugglers so and pirates. It's great. I was as much as I was like yeah. pirates. What? Why? Yeah. All of it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm in. I think it's great. Um, also, I like the scene with um, the Russians and Bobby. They've they uh, turn off Bobby's powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And also really like the scene where uh, Emma is the one who's sort of proposing this to Kate. And Kate goes, Storm was not available, huh? <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, but you're going to do great. <laughs> so. I remember, um, and, and it wasn't until I read this that I remember I, one of the issues of Hoxpox where they actually talked about those that they actually, they, keyed, they teed this up and I didn't even realize it until the moment. Um, the uh, The Hellfire Club being used for pirating drugs on and off yeah. mm. of these nations that won't recognize or mm. make a deal with Krakoa. Yeah, yeah. So like this whole idea of piracy was black market seated. piracy was seeded uh, yeah. during no Hickman's. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Krakoa seeds, get it, Brian? Oh, yes. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> I think you did intend that pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that is it. We're going to wrap it up. I got to get to work. Thank you so much for joining us. You can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. You can tweet at us at JD's Hero Complex or... Uh, you can give me on social media at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. Brian? Uh, BrianLeibDesign.com, B-R-I-N-L-I-E-B, design.com. Also on Kofi. Oh, sorry. Uh, nice. The store can be yeah. found. They, uh Yeah. Oh, oh mine. Yours. I you were saying yeah, yours. yours. No, yours. No. Yeah, <laughs> kofi.com slash no, giant destructor. Thank you so much, and we will talk at you later. Have Bye. a happy Halloween. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles. Recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.